In 2016, a new Arrowverse show premiered on The CW. Featuring characters from The Flash and Arrow, it existed in their shadows quietly. However, it has since gained popularity and brought the three of us together to discuss the characters and their progression from Season 1. This week, Time Hex Back Mountain, Soulmate AU, No Comfort, All Hurts, and Who Keeps Letting These Kids In Here? Definitely Don't Call Us Heroes. We are the legends of next week. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Legends of Next Week. I'm your host, Mary. I use she, her pronouns. I'm Eden. She, her pronouns. I am Kate. I also use she, her pronouns. And special guest of the week. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Nate. He, him. I was from the Lazarus Piss episode. (laughs) Welcome back. (laughs) Welcome back to the madness. You know, great episode with you that last time, so welcome back. Really, Im- really improved a very dry episode. <laughs> yeah, we got all wet. <laughs> we got so many Lazarus head jokes out of it. It's so good. But uh, this week, what do we all get to experience this week? This week, we are looking at season one, episode 11, The Magnificent Eight. And what a treat. And our first Wild West episode. The first of several Wild West episodes that we've been able to experience. Um, This is just a place that the legends love coming back to. And they kind of explain why they're so drawn to it in the episode. Yeah, I I feel like this episode is where I... I think I I was enjoying Legends, obviously, as I was watching it. But this is, I think, the first time we really hit that Legends tone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It took us a while, but this is the first time I watch an episode. I'm like, this is why the show is good. So, Nate, do you need to um, catch you? Oh, wait, you, there was a little um, thingy, the, the recap before the episode started. Did that fill I- you in enough? I very intentionally skipped that. <laughs> I, I watched the the last episode with the Lazarus Pit, so I'm not uh, completely ignorant of goings-on anymore, but I still don't know. And I know there were some number of episodes between that one and this one. I don't know how many. One. Just uh, one. one. Just and the I one. really honestly don't think you need to watch that one to watch this one. Honestly... Uh, yeah, I would agree with that because I saw this episode and I genuinely forgot there were episodes between that one and this one until I remember the last one. Talked about them going to the future and now they're in cowboy times, which I'm pretty sure isn't the future. Maybe. I went to the future to go kill a child. Yep. Ah, yes. Little light infant side that didn't pan out. The kid's alive. Whatever. And but then- anyway, we start, but yeah, we start the episode um, because the legends need to hide now after finding out that they, that just because they have Nick with the team right now, it doesn't mean their problems are over because now they have the hunters after them, which I guess are supposed to be like some it's like Kronos times four and more intense. 
They're not as yeah. cool as Boo Boba Fett, though. Not as cool. I mean, Kronos hunted them for, I think, six episodes. I think that's how many episodes in the reveal came. But these guys sort of went down like punks and won. Yeah, they're like, who's like the group of bounty hunters that Boba Fett's rolling with in Clone Wars? I, I don't remember, but I know exactly who you mean. Uh, Do they have a team? Claw, I think. Like, huh? Yes, I yes, think it's thank Crates you. Claw. Yes. Thank you. I saw that in fanfic somewhere. Yeah, they're much worse than um, the ones in Clone Wars. <laughs> but we'll get to at least not shutting a child. They were terrible for mercenaries. I mean, seriously. <laughs> so, Nate, uh, what are your initial thoughts of this episode? Because, as we said, you were in for an episode, like about an episode ago, as you said. <laughs> I didn't feel like I missed much. So, thoughts on this one? knowing purely nothing um this one was as a standalone episode definitely more enjoyable than the last one mm-hmm. rick still name is rip okay uh trench coat a uh, london man still <laughs> very much not a, a team player like he i don't know how much i should get into because i know you go through more of the episode later but he he continues to remain sort of like an, an abrasive manager. He is. But also we kind of got to see a, um, we got to see him experience some slight effects of time travel. This is the episode over, we talked about this a very long time ago because Ray can't feel a certain part of his body after they jump. Yeah, this is my, this is my favorite. Um, <laughs> I mentioned this earlier. I couldn't remember what it was. So they're like, oh, yes, we've gone super far back in time. So that's affected our bodies. And first of all, you have, <laughs> uh, uh, not Stein, you have Lancet, fine, feel I. <laughs> Better it now. Dysplasia, I think Rip called it. Jax can't feel his face. I love um, that he's constantly like, I can't feel my face. Can anybody else feel their face? <laughs> and Spray's like, I can't feel my. I'd rather Thank not say. <laughs> Thank you, Ray. We're going to put two and two together there. You did very conspicuously cover that uh, particular yeah, portion did. of his anatomy. <laughs> Stein kind of gives him a look like, what? <laughs> I do want to say, though, here that um, they, Stein does observe that Mick is very unaffected. And I do think that has to deal with him being Kronos. He had to jump around time a lot. So as a result, these longer trips, like, he's, he's, accustomed, to, he's accustomed to them. Yeah, Mick's taking a nap. <laughs> and then wakes up and we're like, oh, we time traveled. Nice. Oh, we're already there? I, I could use another nap now. It's like when you fall asleep on a plane. I can't sleep on anything moving. No, I can't either. I'm with you. I can't. So if he has Kronos probably doing the job longer than Rip has, yeah. and also is probably better at violence, is he now the most proficient member of this team? Actually, yes, I think that. Yeah. 
Um, he actually goes into a long explanation and he's like really explaining it very much, uh, like a lot of what these hunters will do to them if they find them. So he actually, right now, is the smartest one of this team because he knows what's going on. Mick is MVP. Mm-hmm. I just remembered, was this was this the episode that they were shooting in the bloopers when um, Victor's phone went off? I think it is. I, remember, I just remember that all of a sudden um, there was a blooper. I don't know if this it was this episode or something else. On the season one gag reel of Legends, there's a blooper and Siri goes off in the of the take. And they're all just they all lose it on the spot, I remember. You're right. Because this is, there's also a blooper of, I think it's the horse Katie is on, like, doesn't move. <laughs> like, so they can't. Yes. <laughs> we, we've missed talking about how in the pilot, they're having their stupid big monologue and then the foghorn goes off. <laughs> and uh, what where Filler just goes, what was that, Professor? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely I love the gag reels. They're like the best. But yeah, there's a reason they decided to um, land. They've landed in 1871 in Salvation, which um, I'm trying to think of my geography, but it's definitely very. Wait, do we know where Salvation is? Did they say what state it's in? It's in the Dakota Territory. That makes sense. That makes sense because it does. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you're from the, one of the Dakotas, I'm sorry. There's not. A, it just seems like there's much to look at there. We now we've lost our Dakota I, audience. I Please come back. <laughs> this is our I'm only sing- Dakota slander. I single hand. I'm so. I'm so sorry. They have. They have beautiful national parks. I'm sure. So, there's yeah. at least enough Dakota that they had to split it into two. Yes, exactly. That's true. Too much Dakota for a single Dakota. I do know that North Dakota sells merchandise as being usually the last state people visit when they're doing like visiting all 50 states. They know that North Dakota is usually the last one. So they sell merch for that. I, um, that. I Good for you. Make that money. Make that money. But I want to say we land here and something about, I think it, Rep says something about like yes, lots of fond memories of this place. Oh my god, <laughs> that has the energy when Rip says that he has a fond memories. That has that is automatically a glaring red red flag in his tone. I did something here, and I I don't feel proud about it. I love Rip just like standing there, like everybody's like. Can we go outside, Daddy? No, you have to stay in the car, kid. You have to stay in the car. And we're not getting out because they're like, we have to go to Florida and we can't stop at the big ball of yarn, kids. We can't. But Mick, go ahead. This is, he's pulled into the parking lot or the gas station of a large tourist trap and the kids desperately want to get out and he's demanding they stay inside. But thank God, cool uh, older brother Mick is there to be like, fine, I'll take him out. You stay here. Because everyone's like, come on, I want to go basically play in the Old West. Ray has his cowboy fantasies. Everyone's like, can we please not be on this ship? We want to go explore the time traveling 
and, and they, it, it's like again it's a cool place because they're like oh wow west and rip's like no you're just gonna cause trouble again kids you you shouldn't go outside because you'll just ruin things again but there is a specific reason they're in salvation and it's not just because of rip's fond memories that we'll get to it's because that salvation is what's called a fragmentation and i don't know if they ever mention this again no no Uh, but it as fragmentation is a blind spot in the time stream that the time masters can't see yeah exactly rip goes into his little lecture here about time and how it works Oh, correction. We do use the fragmentation to try and get away from malice. That was producer note. Thank you. Yep. But but yeah, so Rip's kind of determined to keep his head low and not really, they, they want to stay out of sight, out of mind. But that doesn't really work with this crew, as we know, like, as you guys were saying earlier, they want they want to go and live out their wildest west fantasies. And this is the first time we get to see the fabricator. Yay, which is fine because we got to see the clothes, which again, awesome. We use the fabricator a lot in this episode. And I do love that. Um what Rip decides, okay, you know what? I am giving listen, I <laughs> I know. You are all superheroes. I don't trust you. So please take these period appropriate guns instead of your own futuristic bullcrap. Did they ever do that before or since? Because I know he was using his laser gun in the last episode I was here for. Mm, I, I don't think I don't remember no, if he, was using it. he was using it against assassins. I think it's well, because we see them use their gear in episode two and I mean, that happens. We've seen it in four and five, although four was a mess. I honestly think, I think does it because Ray lost his costume, you know, his Ray Adam suit in that. That was an accident. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also think it's due to that. Um, it's a, partially that, but also Rip does not want um, things to pop up. He doesn't want anything. I mean, last thing. The last thing we need to hear is an obscure story about a Bernie man. Well, this is also the only season that they don't have to worry about the time masters looking for them and the hunters. So I think possibly the re- they say, you know, using the time appropriate weapons to not cause attention. Because even though it's a blank spot in time, I imagine they could still sense it maybe they don't really explain it's just an excuse to set up the bar fight later that's all it is and and for them to literally just have wild west fun to be honest yeah that's what i was thinking that this is a place farther outside of the scope of the time master's vision than ever before so i think this might just be his opportunity for some cowboy larping yeah that's basically what this episode is it really is. They just, and yeah, we're going to get to, I really want to get to that, but I know we have to wait, we get to it later. But um, when they all roll up into Salvation to go 
take a tour. This is their hottest look yet. It's so good. Leonard start in that uh, black outfit. Yes, please. The man in black. Cowboy snart is very good. And and you know, even the black eye just makes it. I don't know. There's something about it. But like that that shot of them entering is vi- very uh, Young Guns 2 and 1. Very. Because <laughs> you, you used to have, because you had like all the heartthrobs back then. So it was very much that. The theme that plays as a cowboy is a Western version of the Legends theme, which is such a nice touch. It just, that scene of them strutting into salvation, that's when you realize, oh, this is a good episode. Like You can just feel it within the first five minutes. This is a good one. Yeah, I was going to say, regarding the theme, um, when you hear that and how it carries over into the title card, that westernized legends version that's one of the first times they've really taken the theme and kind of like apply like that style like western style to it and i really love it and it kind of makes me think about um because i'm as we well actually you know this goes without saying we're all nerds here but um i know that but i listened to a couple um star wars covers that have been westernized and they sound amazing so if you ever had a chance to like look up like the Western version of a theme, if it's available, do so. Cause it's it nine, 99 times out of a hundred, it's usually a treat. It's like Star Wars as a space Western, which is what it is. Well, isn't Star <laughs> Wars basically a Western? I mean, if you think about it. Yeah, I mean Star Wars borrows from Samurai film, it borrows from a lot of Westerns. Which, yeah, this episode. The prequels for camp. Yeah, this episode definitely does that as well. So they just roll into town. Oh, I forgot a snart line from earlier because you know us. We got to mention our snart lines. Mm. When Rhea says, well, if I can't go out in the old bus, I'm just going to kick myself. And snart goes, I can help. I can help with that. I mean, like, again, I always like when he's snarks and it's always with Ray. And it's just, again, if you love that pairing, it's a good kind of love-hate, uh, enemies-to-lovers thought there. But yeah, so they end up inside a saloon, and this is actually where we're to our first shot of Jonah Hex. He's in the shadows, and he's drinking alone. We don't really see him, but this is our first shot that we're treated to, and once the legends get inside the saloon, they all break off into their own groups. I love Martin Stein, the card shark, to be honest, this is my favorite thing about this episode is literally the last person you would expect being a card shark and he's with Leonard at the table and he's winning because apparently his dad was also a card shark. And I feel like we needed more of this, but Martin and Leonard seem to have the same kind of background where their fathers were both jerks and abusive and it was very interesting that we found out about his dad. And I wish we could have got more bonding with that. Yeah. Um, although I, I don't remember, did we ever, did we ever say that, um, did they ever establish that Martin's father was violent toward him? Or was it just like? It, it's kind of implied to me because he kind of says, not all of us who had that kind of life turned to a, a life of crime. So it kind of feels like it is. Okay, I because when I was hearing the line, I associated with um, just like 
your father your father is a criminal and he's forcing that light on you that's how i took it but that's but yeah that's another interesting interpretation too i just didn't i mean it's one that i think you can openly interpret yeah especially because when he says like hey like there is a different path and len just kind of gives him this look again wentworth miller's snark um snark performance is all about just the looks he gives people and it's this look of you it's this like man you're so smart but you're dumb <laughs> he's like you don't understand he's like you couldn't be a criminal because you i think he says like stein's not built to be a criminal in his mind oh. and my other Which favorite is- part and I'll mention this. The other favorite part is Mick and Sarah. And I love that scene with Mick and Sarah, especially again, we go, I think they kind of reference this, like when he gives her away, he gives her away at her wedding. And this is like a perfect, like that kind of connection you have for the first time between them. Yeah. Yeah, I really like to see a lot. It's interesting um, how Sarah and Mick, they have a really good connection moment here because um, Mick's talking about, Mick's just fresh out of the Time Master's employee. And I don't know why I spaced out of that word, but um, it's kind of, he and Sarah now have something they can connect over to. They were, they were committee, they were killing people for the sake of, for someone else. So where we had Sarah was carrying out different assassinations across the world. Mick was kind of doing the same thing. He was a, yeah, he was, yeah, he was a bounty hunter, but he was basically also kind of like, they're there. If you screw us, we're going to send your, our guy out here and he's going to eliminate you. I mean, we, in the pilot, we saw him eliminate those two guys who came across the car. And so it's this really great moment of connection because Mick's, Mick's is, I don't even know how long it was. We know as he said it felt like it was like several lifetimes, but um, and we know time doesn't really pass at the vanishing point, which that's there's a whole slew of stuff there with that. And yeah, it's a really great bonding moment, and especially when they decide to see who can outdrink the other after Kendra left. <laughs> so good. It just shows like their camaraderie, and I. I'll talk about this more with like the Kendra plot later, but you really start to see Sarah come into her own again in this episode and start to, she's not ready to be a captain yet. And that's okay. Cause we see her growth throughout this season and the next season, but she's already taking those steps. Of the opposite of rip and actually getting to know everyone on the team and their own problems. Now, is she ignoring her own? Yes, but, you know. I love that she's lighter in this episode. You see her smile a lot more in this episode than you have in previous episodes. Like, she's really enjoying herself in this time and place because it's it's just more of a light feeling like this is a place she enjoys being. And I love that about her because she's also like, you're different, Mick. And he goes, how? And she goes, I don't know yet. And I love that, like, where she's just like, I don't know yet if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I know you've changed. I mean, major spoilers for season six, but when he walks her down the aisle and no. um, season oh. six. And he doesn't hug her, he's just like, 
love that. That's so good. I love them. But it's time for our one of our favorite legends tropes. Stein's being a goody two shoot, or like he's like, hey, no, I had a good hand of cards. No, and then like that guy's trying to assault the waitress, and Stein's like, unhand her. I did love that Stein was the one who was fleecing everyone at cards rather than yeah. Snart or Rory. Goals, goals. And honestly, he's right in this. Um, oh yeah, scene. it's like he, they, they shouldn't have done that, but like he's trying to do it in a calm manner, and Leonard's like, "No, I'm not. I'm not. This is not how we do things." I also just want to make out a point here that the other guy, um, when he he was harassing um, the lady who brought him a drink, is like, "Don't be spilling this on me." Like he grabbed her arm, and. Stein was not about that at all. He was he and so that's really good to know that um Legends is saying respect your weight staff, respect the weight staff, always respect the weight staff. Tip well. Which yes. Gary does. Gary is a good tipper. We have to remember this. Sorry, oh, I forgot about that. But I do love Wait. that um they that the guy ends up pulling a gun on Martin and fires and and there's a shot that fires, and Martin immediately thinks he's the one who's been shot. Yes, yes, that's good. He's like, huh. And then we look over. There's just that slow camera pan, and it's just um, snart. I don't think he has his foot on the table, but like he might as well. He's yes. just he's, like guns. He's got the that. energy. I mean, yeah. he's leaning back in that chair, and he's just like it, and like luxuriating cat i'm sorry that, that little, little cat like smirk on his face when you yeah. see he's the one holding the smoking gun and um stein says you you shot him you're welcome <laughs> it's like it's the most obvious thing it's like yeah you heard it here first folks Leonard Snart shot first well again I mean, if he didn't martin would be dead so he was not wrong I do love love Stein and Snart being bros in this uh, couple of minutes we have with them together. Because then, like, to go along with that, Martin tries to defend. It's like, well, you see all this was going on because then the guy who got shot's boys start to stand up. And Stein's like, well, all of this happened. And then Snart just gets up with, your friend shot first, I put him down. Drew first, I put him down. It was a clean shot. Nart knows this world. That's what I love. He knows thief code. Yes, he does. And it's not that much longer before um, all this guy's boys start pitching the fight, and the legends, of course, have no choice but to join in, save for one. Poor Mick is passed out on the bar. (laughs) He lost the game. Sarah won. Goals. The one who would have enjoyed the bar fight the most. It's so true. <laughs> this is another, um, this is our second Legends bar fight. And much like the first, it's, it's, re- it's, a, it's a really fun sequence to watch. It must be a pain in the butt to film, though, considering all the parts and when you need to hit and so on. And this goes on for a while. Until, well, I do wanna... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to mention, 
because there's a lot happening, you can't always catch who's doing what. You do see Kendra smash a bar stool over some guys. Yes. Yes, I was going to Kendra awesome. did get a good couple of shots in, which I think this is probably, I'm going to guess, Sierra's probably favorite episode because she actually gets to do a lot in this episode. And I don't think we'll have to apologize so much this time. But yeah, she does smash somebody. And Jax gets a couple of shots in too. Until there, all of us, sorry, go, go ahead. There were a couple of shots in this where I'm pretty sure it wasn't any of the legends fighting, just like some of the background extras just going at it. So that might solve the choreography problem if they just get the extras with the most beef against each other and then just let them sort of go at it during the fight. I hope the guy was playing, the piano player was playing the whole time. I didn't watch out for it, but that's always my favorite trope. He started as the bar fight did, and he stopped partway through because I think someone got smashed into the piano. See, he did he did his part. He did do. But then a shot rings out from the back of the bar, and everyone quiets down. Yep, and then we see it is Jonah Hex. I maybe this is controversial. I really enjoy Jonah Hex as a character. I feel like in a lot of DC media and comics, he's written in the most edgelord way possible. So it's nice to see him on Legends. Not like that. Where he's still like the gruff, edgy cowboy character, but he's not so much. And you'll <laughs> the way I can put it. And you'll recognize that actor from that the thing you do. <laughs> that- with Tom Hanks. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wait, I oh. think I know this movie. I yeah, don't know this the movie. The one with the they're like the Beatles, just saying. Oh, that one. That one. What? What? I think I'm missing something here. Yeah, the same. actor that plays Jonah Hex is in Do That Thing. I don't re- re- remember the title completely. That thing you do. Do that thing you do. And it's like the Beatles kind of movie where they rise to fame. Does he sing? Yes, he does. Damn it. (laughs) I I have to look this up later. We have homework. We'll tweet this. Um, Take a shot for when we say we'll tweet something we don't. Um, I mean, if you tweet the name incorrectly, I'm certain you'll get dozens of tweets correcting you. There we go. I love Jared Hex. <laughs> I love Jeremiah Hex. And anyway, he comes out, and that's when we see his. <laughs> we love Jonah Hill. <laughs> and then we see his face all screwed, and he's like, hey, anyone's got a problem, they got to talk to me. And he's talking to the legends and says, y'all, are, y'all ain't from around here, are you? And they're like, we're out of town. And I love that he just goes, he's trying to let them know that he knows. And they're trying to subtly backtrack. So he's like, yeah, way out of town. Yep. And, and they just, he decides to cut the bullshit then. He does. And then like, the next shot is, poor Rip, the uh, dad who's disappointed in his children because they got in trouble again brings in another person on the wave rider and he's like again who'd you bring this time what gets me 
in that I can't just popped um <laughs> but what gets me is that um what he revealed once that he knows they're time travelers they know that he knows they're time travelers they bring him back and Jax knocks on the glass wall of Rip's parlor and like when like it like if I don't know how many people got in trouble when they were a kid, but it's the same vibe as a kid knocking at the door to go into the principal's office. It and really I, is. Technically, that's kind of what they did. Like so, you we're know back. The prin- <laughs> you know the principal in the Breakfast Club. He's like, you mess up the bull, you get the horns. Yes, yes. I can see Rip doing that. <laughs> <laughs> But, but just before I could see a rip, he basically did give Mick fire dude a suspension since he, he no, he wanted him murdered, but he did get kicked off the ship, which is like a suspension. An extreme yeah. suspension. <laughs> yeah. We'll get killed or even worse, expelled. <laughs> <laughs> but even like just before they get on the ship. When he like lets them know, yeah, I know you're time travelers. And it's like, where is he? Uh, who? Where is who? Rip Hunter. I got some words that need saying. And we already know. Ah, haha, what is this? Which is how they bring Rip Hunter, his Jonah X. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> When you go into this episode, I don't think that we all know they did not purposely say, you know, they were together, but the vibe is Jonah is his ex. Look, did they say outright that British Trenchcoat Man had a bareback mountain experience? No. Did they strongly imply it? Yes. He literally says that coat looks good on you. I mean, he said my coat, coat looks, looks good My on coat you. looks oh good my on God. you. It is my favorite line of the episode. It's just, like, we have to paint the picture because this scene is like, what? So after Jax does his principal door knock, like, uh, hi, we're back. It's us again. And Rip's like, well, it appears that you always are getting into trouble. And it plays like the little stupid guitar twang when like two old flames see each other again. <laughs> and, and he's like, oh, Jonah. Jonah, Rip doesn't even call his team by their first name. Yeah, it, yeah. And so everyone knows, everyone knows there's drama there. They're not blind. They know there's history there. And this is probably why, and that is probably connected to why Rip has these Fond memories. Very, very. But Ray is, and the thing is, Ray is already revving up to go back in and play hero. Once, um, I think it was that was it here that um he, Jonah Hex was telling them about um uh, yeah. the still water. water. Yeah, because yeah. um after after he does the whole like my coat suits you good and does the oh so this is he's like looking around at the time ship like i didn't get to see it last time and rip is getting more and more uncomfortable this is and that's when he mentioned homoerotic it's starting to feel like is it getting hot in here and ray's like uh how do you know each other and snart you can't see snart but snart is just like stop asking questions but that's when um 
um, Jonah mentions the Stillwater gang and you can see Rip like he was already uncomfortable and now he's like I need to leave immediately <laughs> it's like when there's a party happening and you like when there's a party and it's gone on way too long but it's at your house and you can't leave yes mm-hmm. or, oh yeah you're, like in a really com- like you're at a wedding and they invited your ex and you cannot leave because it's your best friend's wedding Please write this AU. Oh my God, please. I someone, if someone can write a time hex AU that is that prompt. This is this please. is like this is like when you ask. This is no, I'm not actually not gonna go with that one. That one's that one's gonna hit a little too close for home for me. <laughs> anyway. But um yeah, Ray Ray, ever the happy-go-lucky soul he is, he wants to play hero here. And I love when Mick's, Mick, Mick's excited about this. He's, he just goes, you're getting all native on us haircut. And I don't know why, but that moment just made me smile. And that moment also seems a little bit of Mick's very interested in Ray right now and just <laughs> getting him all hot and bothered because he's like, ooh, wait here. This is a Ray I like. But I do like he goes into the sheriff's office and he goes... I'm John Wayne. I didn't need an alias because they're not going to know who Ray Palmer is anyway. Did he? Really? You had to pick John Wayne? John Wayne. John Wayne sucks. He could have picked Doc Holliday, but I guess that would have not been. Doc Holliday technically existed. Doc Holliday did exist. He should have said Val Kilmer. There. There you go. We could have bought the tombstone. Although... Did he miss it? Anyone from the tomb? Honestly, I'm just back in my tombstone feels again. Um, But you could have picked anyone from the tombstone cast and used that. Yeah, instead of John Wayne. But did anyone miss that later in this episode, Len says, "Yeah, Sheriff Palmer's. uh, He's shooting for Sheriff Palmer. They don't know who Sheriff Palmer is. (laughs) They know him as Wayne. That's that. That that was overlooked." (laughs) He's but was on mission. Exactly. But like to that point, like we'll we'll get back to the other thing in a second. But Ray and Jonah Hex show up at the sheriff's office, like, we're here to help. And the sheriff gives the star to Ray. And Ray goes, You're making me your deputy. No, you're the sheriff. <laughs> I'm leaving. Done. Even. Again, you get some good dead white. Deadwood vibes here too. I mean, there's so many westerns you can make this into. Also, just the little detail of Jonah Hex going, "Well, congratulations." Also, I have a couple of arrest warrants out for me. Please don't look at those. <laughs> uh, one is curious what those arrest warrants are for. Please. Oh, uh, I do know. Well, I couldn't read it, but there's a very significant shot after. Rip and Jonah have their their little argument um, near the end of the episode. And it's framed by Jonah Hex. Rip has Jonah Hex's wanted poster in his office. Okay, that just... Oh. Oh. Paint me like, paint me like, paint me like one of your saloon girls, Rip. Yeah, exactly. If you... I, I think I have the timestamp. It's like 9.47 on... Okay, we yeah, need a whatever. screenshot so we. I'll find the screenshot that. if I can. But yeah, his um. Feel more insane. But yeah, Rip canonically has Jonah Hex's 
um, wanted poster. Tell me they were exes without saying they're exes. <laughs> get into if- more reasons later, but before we get back to the main stuff of this episode, um, Kendra bumped into a woman at the saloon before they all started fighting. And she had a flashback of something she can't quite place. So she's looking to kind of sneak off and go on her own journey of self-discovery when Sarah stops her in the hallway. Yep. So what gets me is that when Sarah asks what's going on, um, Kendra eventually, Kendra says that she's trying to find Carter. And I was like, oh God, a little bit. But um, they decide kind of do a girl's trip and have, which is, yeah, girls trip in the wild west. And so that, so they kind of get taken out of the main plot for a while. I do love that, like, Kendra's like, I'm gonna fly in. And then, like, Sarah's like, I'm gonna go with you, but we're, I'm not gonna have you fly me there. Can, can I say Funny. their chemistry? Yeah. It's more believable. I would have believed them yeah. as a couple, seriously. Yeah, that was... There was more believable chemistry in that interaction than pretty much all of Ray and Kendra in the last episode I was here for. You're not wrong. Also, uh, mildly worth noting in my notes for that, when she mentioned, oh, well, how are we going to get there? And that cuts back to uh, Sarah just putting a cowboy hat on. For whatever reason, the phrase stuck in my head so much I had to put it in my notes that describe it as a silly little smirk. I don't know why. (laughs) You're correct. It is the Sarah Lance smirk. Save horse, ride a cowgirl. <laughs> hey. Hey, I'm not, listen, I'm not going to lie. That was, that look was like, like, you know, if someone looked at me like that, I'd be real happy. Yeah. Anywho. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're going to blah, blah. Oh, the other thing that's going on. There's technically three plots in this episode. I forget. But Stein's going to, like, collect some information from the saloon, and there's a woman there crying that he did bump into earlier that we also didn't mention. And Jax kind of gives Martin a look when he, like, bumps into this woman. Okay. Jax kind of gives this look like, nice. Yeah, I, I kind of felt, I know he loves Carissa, but he had kind of a crush on her. Kind of. Kind of. It's just, I don't know if he had a crush on her. They just wanted a reference back to the future three. That's true. You're not wrong. That's Doc Brown's whole thing in Back to the Future 3 is the woman in the Old West. But this woman's crying in the saloon as you do. If, if I had a saloon to cry in now, I would. But her son is dying and it's very sad. He has the consumption, sir. Yep. Because <laughs> this is the Wild West and we can't have anything in the wild west without a little hint of um, TV <laughs> consumption. Seriously, can you name me one movie that doesn't one wild west movie that doesn't mention consumption in any case? And I just remember, does Rango count as a wild west movie? I was about to say Rango. It absolutely counts as a wild yeah, west movie. It I hate it here. I I don't like that movie. Wait, wait, Coward. <laughs> If you're gonna have Doc Holiday in a Western movie, you're gonna have consumption. So no, the water's all dirty. I don't know how you get consumption, isn't it? It's not dirty water, is it? No, it's TB. So I don't know. it's tuberculosis. Is that called tuberculosis? I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a med. I'm not a med. Not science. 
I'm pretty sure because it's a bacterial, you can't, it's not really an, a viral. We're not going to talk about this. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> really tried to be smarter. I mean, I think it's uh, like, as a bacterial, it is spread through like contact with the infected, mainly through like uh, coughing, sneezing, or just breathing out. Yeah. But like, yeah, there's people that like they used to tell them go out to the West or whatever because there was supposed to be fresher air for them. And that's why she brought them there. It was because supposedly the air was more pure. And that's why uh, actually Kellogg started his spot. Yeah, and that was the the case a lot back then. Um, Families would move out away from cities in order to get cleaner air because... I mean, there was a lot going on in cities with um, illness because of uncleanliness. By the way, if you're ever looking for some interesting stuff, if you ever want to really learn some stuff, go ahead and read The Jungle by Upton Sinclair. Well, don't forget that they also brought him out here because uh, this small child dying of the consumption uh, wanted to see the Wild West, making him possibly history's first Make-A-Wish Foundation kid. (laughs) Oh my god! Yeah, because Mars like, well, what do you want to do in here? I want to ri- I want to ride a stagecoach. It was a very sad wants. subplot. What else are you gonna do in 1871? Um, there's probably a list. Well, they did mention like, didn't they mention bucket list? Didn't they mention bucket list in the earlier in the episode? So yes. <laughs> Yes, bucket list did come up. We just we just love talking about what do you want to do before you die on Legends, which which is what you know. It's kind of funny considering what I, that that we're four episodes away from that thing. From that thing. That thing. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a lot of evil laughter. <laughs> anyway, this kid Birdie, he's sick. So Stein's like, hmm, this is bad. So this is also his moment because Ray had his whole thing about this is an opportunity. We didn't really touch on this, but he's telling Rip. Ray tells Rip before he goes on his little sheriff moment that you called us here not to stop Vandal Savage, but to be heroes. Now you lied to us, but that doesn't mean we're still not going to do it. And this is an opportunity to be a hero and to do good. So I'm going to do it. And they literally try the whole entire time to talk him out because they're like, well, you could save this kid, but you don't know what's going to do to history. And he's like, and we're going to have to use period appropriate stuff. And he's like, I just got this arrhythmomycin that's pure. And they're like, well, that won't be used in medicine for so much, many years. He's like, I don't care. I mean, I've made the comparison that uh, Hunter is like a manager before. So this is really Stein getting to live out every retail worker's dream of getting to ignore the manager telling them what to do and just sort of do their job. Well, they're rolling back into town. Um, So Sheriff, not Sheriff Palmer, Sheriff John Wayne. Again, John Wayne sucks. (laughs) <laughs> for multitudes of reasons. Can they call him Sheriff Wayne Palmer? That's what he should have done. No, <laughs> Wayne Palmer is so funny to me, and I don't know why. 
We are now. Our, Adam Bat is the new ship, everyone. Fucking cat. Sounds like cat when you make up a name for yourself based on your dog and the street you live on. We have to remember Keith herself was in Young Guns. He could have used that. I don't understand. Nope. There are so many he could have used. But so the St- Stillwater gang roll into town while Sheriff Palmer is sitting, is standing there. He's like, now see here. <laughs> I don't understand. I'm sorry. Ray. He was. Because they're trying to rustle him, get under his skin. And then what happens is one of them pulls out a gun to try and shoot him. And Snart shoots the gun out of his hand from up on the building. In my notes, that moment is listed in all caps as Sniper Snart. You are not wrong. He was like literally Sniper. And I love that he's like, I have you surrounded by all these snipers, which he really doesn't. But you're surrounded. You better leave now. I'm sorry, I sent Kate a message to bother her. We're being terrible during this recording, I'm sorry. Well, who needs a, a squad of crack shot snipers when you have one snarper? The snarper. Yeah. Oh my. You know, I'm not even, if you know, I'm not even going to tell you what I'm thinking right now. <laughs> uh, it's such a good moment. If you know me, you and might they're all, know like, scared enough to leave for to leave town for a little bit, at least to like go and regroup. And Mick and Jax have this little look that's like not bad haircut. Yeah, I know they were proud. I forgot. I looked at my notes here because well, the thing well, Mary did send me something earlier that was like, "Yep, you know what I'm thinking." I also. Dead sexy next to uh, Leonard Snart. She's his gun from the roof. And then dead sexy. Anyway. <laughs> Meanwhile, back on the ranch. <laughs> That's what I feel like every time we go to a new subplot. Meanwhile, back on the ranch. Uh, Kendra and Sarah riding through the hillside. Honestly, it does look very peaceful. Horses scare me, but this does look peaceful. <laughs> Uh, honestly, you're a Loki yeah. fan, though. Yeah, I love Sarah's dialogue here too, where she's just like, "It's so pure out here and so normal." And she goes, "Once you haven't been normal for such a long time, it's like kind of a break from all the weird stuff she was through, like with the League of Assassins." It's just she's enjoying it. She's just enjoying the simple moment of riding a horse through the wild west. What was the Kendra Sarah ship name? Oh, I got this White Hawk. It was White Hawk. White Hawk. Uh, another point in their category with Kendra's, hey, what's that thing your face is doing? What? You're smiling. That's new. I was like, ooh. Yes. That's good stuff. Ladies. Look, if they would have went there, it would have made more sense. I'm just saying. It would have. Anyway. Um, that's just what they're doing. Meanwhile, back on the wave rider, um, Stein's trying to lift some medicine to steal, and he says, "How did you find me?" And Rip says, "Gideon." And just Stein's little et to Gideon. I I'm sorry, Doctor Stein. I love it. I love it. Can't believe we... Gideon's a snitch. Yes, she's loyal to her man. 
honestly though in the in the hundredth episode where you see that little Gideon Martin stuff, it makes it even more like because they were so close with that whole singing thing, and it makes it even funnier that he was like Etsu, Gideon Etsu. But it gets interesting because um, after they get back, Calvert comes up. Dun, dun, dun. And this is when it gets hot and heavy because he's like, yes. I, then they mention it and look it up, but I love when they go, so what happened? And like Leonard's literally like, yes, what did happen between you? Tell me more, tell me more. <laughs> because I think it's Stein that says, yeah, don't think that we haven't noticed all of the looks you've been sharing with Mr. Hex. And then Rip says, uh, Jonah, can I speak to you in private, please? And we never see where they go. They went and I thrift each other. Yeah, they, they, they went into a private room. That, and They had the Hanagram Hannah special where you stare at each other from about five feet apart for an hour. For yeah. about five <laughs> hours of, and think I about do. killing each other. I just enjoy Leonard's like look at him like I know that you know that I know what you're doing. Listen, I would also like I know we've had a couple pitches out there. Um, here's an idea: time tax Hannibal AU. You, you can let that marinate. I don't, I, don't, I don't know who's gonna have the dogs though. Neither of them are dog people. At least one of them's a horse person. Yes, that's true. <laughs> He just adopts a bunch of horses. Oh my God. <laughs> Instead of dogs, it's all it's like little toy ponies. <laughs> toy ponies, no, full grown horses. Man, his house. That puts the Mason Berger scene in a whole new level. Wait, does he just it's like Diomedes. Does he adopt <laughs> ponies? Does he does he just adopt Shetland ponies? Oh I, I, I don't know better. what's funnier. The oh my god. Though? Please, I need a fan art of this. I advocate full-grown riding size horses, but he treats them like dogs. <laughs> Not Miranda, as Alana. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going. Okay, I gotta move on. We gotta move no. on. But- I mean, move on from the Rip Hunter and the the Jonah Hex scene where Kayla's Whisper is playing on era-appropriate instruments. Oh my god, Kayla's on the therapeuter! <laughs> but, uh, let's just to get us just a little bit out, when I, I did enjoy Rip saying, like, what's past is prologue, which is a line for the Tempest, and I like the Tempest. Um, which it's fitting that it's Prospero because like Prospero it's kind of a, a little shit <laughs> oh but this is when we start learn. this is I guess some stuff happens in between here I don't remember <laughs> sorry but this is when this episode maybe <laughs> maybe there's I, something else yeah I just I want to say um quick here that um what gets me is that Rips also says, I had to tear myself away from the time. Gosh, and when you what, hear what? that, I'm sorry, the first thing they hear, but usually when you have to tear yourself away from something, it's, you have history with it. A lot. The subtext sub was real in this episode. <laughs> you can't spell subtext. 
happy pride <laughs> to happy pride from the, from, from the podcast and the gay cowboys <laughs> I wanted to mention this is also when he says uh, well Rip essentially says well I had to go or I would never see my future wife Miranda or our future or Jonas again and Stein goes wait Jonas you you named your son after Jonah Hex I'm you named sorry my daughter after the Loch Ness monster <laughs> I'm again I don't know if this was their intention it does not matter because genuinely just thinking that we're we were inseparable and I had to tear myself away from this particular place and time. And then I, I named my son after him. And then later on, he mentions I had to leave because I wouldn't be a time master. He doesn't mention Miranda. No, he doesn't. And I'm like, you know, he told Miranda about this later and she was totally fine with it because she, she probably got details out of him and be like, so what happened between you and Jonah? Is, is Miranda or Layla? Two. Yes. <laughs> to rip spark. I absolutely in that. But unlike Layla, Miranda didn't get to have a storyline. Mm. Oh Ooh. shit, man. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, so well so, so the ever growing mystery of what was what was your relations with this man, Mr. Hunter? We also, we kind of go back to the girls and Kendra sees the cabin that she's had in her flashbacks and the woman from earlier has a gun pointed at them, cocked, ready to go. We love a girl boss. We do. We do. And um, the fact that she's credited, her name is Cinnamon, which sends me over the edge. That is her name in the comics when um, Kendra and Carter are in their old West persona. They are Cinnamon and Hannibal what, Hawks. And again, their last it, name is Hawks. Wasn't her real name Catherine or something? I think it I saw said Cinnamon. <laughs> Maybe. No. Who names their child Cinnamon? Actually, wait. No, we're in 2022. Hold up I, on that one. <laughs> I saw a very depressing video that was kind of funny. That was like, <laughs> it was like missing child Cinnamon Pumpkin. It was like poor child. I think I think they were okay, but still, like the unfortunate. Like you can't go to get a job in the real world. Like, hello, my name is Cinnamon Pumpkin. You can't be in a work environment and be like, hey, pumpkin, can you get those papers? Hey, you can't say that. No, it's oh, it's her name. For Starbucks, that's, that's, it works. That's, that's- Elon Musk oh, didn't have a rich future ahead of him leading the kill drone armies. He would have a very hard time getting a job with his name. This is true. What's your name, Per? <laughs> that stand for anything? <laughs> no. No. It, that's it. That's all the letters in there. You don't need to know more. <laughs> this is how we destroy the future. But yeah, Sarah is kind of just standing there like, your friend is not too friendly here. And Kendra has the big reveal. She has the flashbacks and can see the picture. Goes, no, I didn't know her. I was was her. her. (laughs) 
which is a fun twist. It is. But then they get into the whole thing of, I hate this scene. No end. Because then you get into, you cannot love another man unless it is Carter. And I hate it here. It's the forced romance yet again. No, it's, it's horrible. I feel so bad for Kendra because Savage is always trying to force himself upon her. And, and Carter was kind of trying to do the same, really, in episode two. And I hate that very much. Yeah. It, her only choice, like, she, her choice is that she doesn't have a choice. She, like, she's told, oh, you're going to love him. He's the only one you're going to love. And, I mean, again, I'm a contrary biatch. And I will say, you know what? Screw you. I'm going to try and go against that. They should have pulled a Macbeth with this. It was like, you know how, like, Macbeth can't die because, uh, like, man of woman born? It's like, yeah. you will never be able to love a man like Carter. Sarah's like, I'm here. Yeah. I am available. That should have been oh, the yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what Legends thought. Okay, wait. Do we have... Wait. Legends forgot bisexuality and pansexuality mm-hmm. are things. And, and Mary has mentioned this before, that the concept of the whole soulmate thing it would have been so much better if it was a horror aspect of the idea of a soulmate au or like soulmate romance where it's an awful thing i don't know if anyone's written that but the idea that your soulmate and that you are physically incapable of finding true love or happiness with anyone except this one person that you do not want would make such a good thriller it really but was. they don't do that no. i gotta say one of my favorite soulmate au concepts is um where it's it's another one of those the tattooed word ones but it's that the words that are tattooed on them are your last words i hear oh i'll hurt no comfort yeah. <laughs> and then honestly again we never mentioned that she it says man it never says woman they didn't think hey kendra could be bi at all or you know sarah's right there maybe she could have found happiness because again we only mentioned a man and not a woman so if only doing the shadows has taught me anything you don't you there's no way you can go that long having immortality and still be straight as an arrow the Vandal Savage sucked a dick at least once. <laughs> <laughs> did we already mention Ra al Ghul? I mean, like, we did. This is true. We know he had a sordid love affair with Ra Ghul. And I'm pretty sure he was around for ancient Greece, and they were ancient Greece. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, I love this episode. But this is the part where it felt real straight. And again, I'm used to like our current legends, which has so many um, people who identify you say it like different sexual season. Uh, you say it like uh, we did another season, and I know. Uh, listen, uh, just like hopefully. just like Hannibal season four is still on the way, um, so is Hannibal season eight. No, legends of Hannibal season eight. <laughs> well, you know what. <laughs> Maybe Legend season eight version of Hannibal. You all put me in my Hannibal headspace, which, funny enough, that's where I was when I started Legends, which probably yes. ex- it explains a lot. But also, that's how we became friends. We could bring in to the fact that Cinnamon's husband was named Hannibal. I mean, 
That too. I know. His last name was Hawks. I, I don't know why that's so funny. I know. I was like, I'm serious. When I heard that, I was like, your last name is Hawks. Are you kidding me? They couldn't think of anything else. They're like, what should we think of? Let's just use Hawks. But Did they ever say Cinnamon's last name? Or is her, uh, if they no, did, her last name might be. Just her married name, to be honest. This is, this is my mother's name. My maiden name was Bird. <laughs> but I do want to bring up, despite everything that happens and how Cinnamon tells her, there's no hope for you. Um, loving another man. I tried it. It didn't work for me. I'm going to withhold something here, but what gets me also this part is that um, Kent, she gives, she shows Kendra this um, drawing that was done to them at a, a while back at um, when they were younger, and Kendra sees the bracelet she wore in her first life on there, and they have the flashback so you can actually, and the gold bracelet is like highlighted so you can see it. That was nice. But they, but it's interesting that they kind of bring this in now in one mm-hmm. B because this ends up being pretty important actually in later episodes. And then Kendra does remember like the artifact that they're wearing. Ken killed Vandal Savage, and I do love the sarcasm of Cinnamon is like, "How are you going to kill Vandal Savage with a bracelet? Tell me how. How are you going to do it?" Yeah, well, that bracelet comes up in the episode. So I have thoughts about. I am curious what the limits are on that because she said things present at the time of her first death could kill Savage. Is that things that were on their person, things within like a five foot radius, things in the room? Has anyone tried like digging up some of the flagstones they died on and bludgeoning Savage with those? That's a good wait, wait, wait. What if it's like you get a slingshot? I swear it had to be things they died with, like the the dagger, the bracelet. I swear it had to be. I think it's things on their person. Yeah. Which, I mean, you could still do something. Throttle Savage to death with her old dress. Yeah, if they're allowed to, you can strangle. I am not condoning murder, but you could probably strangle. You could probably strangle him with the dress um, if you, you can. You find maybe, maybe just make him. Make him swallow the knife. If you found their original bodies and you made a knife out of their bones, would that work? There's a 24 episode where who's the whatever his whatever his name in 24 is. So sorry. Where he's like Sutherland. When he's like torturing the guy and he's like threatening him with, I can shove this entire washcloth down your throat if you don't tell me where the terrorists are or whatever. We could do that. I admit I never saw the show except for the episode Adam was in. Sorry. Getting back to business. So the boys decide to pull a raid. Boys? The boys? (laughs) The boys are here and they got to pull a raid on Jeb Stillwater's little (laughs) camp. And they they do succeed except for one thing. They get Jax with a whip. Like, they get him around with... No, they lasso. Yeah, they lasso him. That's right. (laughs) And then they pull him back. And then, like, Mick's worried about him. And so is Leonard. And they're the only two that are like, we can't leave without Jax. I've abandoned my boy. (laughs) You abandoned your boy? My boy. (laughs) (laughs) I will say... Yeah, Stein's pretty tick. Yeah, I, I will say, yeah, um, what gets me about this is that when they first charge in the ho- in on the horses, 
Nick dives off his horse to tackle a guy to the ground. Goals. Goals. But yes, they return. But what gets me is Leonard says, not without Jax. And it's kind of like, not. He's also, he's always thinking about the people who are being left behind. Oh. It's about Nick. My favorite thing is. Let's get. um, The ladies and Ray. He thinks about Jax. My favorite it's kind of thing funny about- how that all works out for him. Yeah. My favorite thing about that scene, though, is when they do get the cold water guy in their life <laughs> and Ray's reading his Miranda, Miranda rights and, and Leonard's like, that won't be around for so many years. There won't be Miranda rights. There won't be Miranda I, I love how he says that. There won't be Miranda rights for another hundred years. I mean, if anyone's going to know the procedure for the cops in any given era, it's going to be snark. That's true. What can and can I not do in this time? <laughs> oh, I can't like do a, that? I'm going to do it anyway. There's like a Simpsons episode where Homer's getting arrested. <laughs> it's like, you have the right to remain silent. I choose to waive that right. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, they, they all go back and it's a crap show <laughs> because they're dealing, because then they realize, oh, we're in a shootout and Martin utters brilliantly here, oh, great, pistols at high noon. I, I forgot to mention, we met, we didn't mention Martin's like coldest line in this episode because like Rip is telling him, you can't go take this medicine to save this child, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And, um, Stein says, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to listen to you because I'm going to go do what's right in, because I refuse to live with the regret that I see on your face. Yes. 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 Especially Stein destroyed him. Again, it's a child. It's a child he's trying to save. And I love that he brings that back to Jonas. It's just like, no, I don't want to be you. It's very interesting when they bring up children in the timeline because we had this last episode we were, we were having a debate of killing a child now we have whether we should save a child and it kind of reminds me of timeless if um anyone's out there the one the episode where they go back to um um they, they met Katha johnson i remember and um there's also another ordeal of saving a child who was supposed to die and causing the timeline it doesn't impact the timeline severely but it's still a change that suggests more about the character who does it watch timeless it was good don't watch the movie though what kind of um leads into the next part of this episode where i don't know if we fully covered it but rip saying i couldn't leave calvert this time and then as soon as i did um Stillwater gang came in and absolutely destroyed this town. It was a gang like the Stillwater. It was, yeah, Quentin Turnbull's gang. I remember they mentioned right. that he actually Rip gets into Calvert. And so they all saw the pictures of this town. It looks like it's been utterly decimated. I do love he brings in that this time, this period of time makes you want to be a hero and like the draw of being a hero is what made him want to stay because 
is a period of time exactly. that like yeah everybody like in the wild west they had shootouts and you were kind of even like the outlaws were viewed as heroes because that's was the time and place it was it's an interesting time where billy the kid or anybody was just a hero to everybody i'm having bad flashbacks of the scooby-doo episode now <laughs> um, but which one I was like, it was in the West, it was in the Wesley Scooby Doo series. I was a child raised on Scooby Doo. Okay. Uh, I mean, that's fair. I have very fond memories of Mystery Incorporated. Yeah, my my teenage years, my teenage years, uh, literally Young Guns, um, Tombstone, and all those kind of you know western our westerns, not like the Clint Eastwood ones. So, but it was so was. I read a lot of stuff about Billy Kid back then where it was like you it was just so interesting of how much this man became a hero and all the other people that were with him like Doc Holliday it was kind of what we see later with the bullet blondes trying to rob everybody and how they became heroes it it was just that period of time like Chicago and all that other stuff where people who were not that so great just was a hero back then so interesting period of time exactly and it's it's interesting because the legends have been sucked into that because ray has been sucked into that trying to save his town martin has been sucked into that saving the little, little birdie here um even you could almost say the girls have been sucked into that kind of trying to solve a mystery behind this woman and even and yeah, but, and I know there's like other stuff that happens that requires them to go back to the old west, but it's still it still kind of carries through. They go there and they kind of get to live out their cowboy hero dreams. And yes, yeah, so, and so Rip when Rip tells them that time masters can't be heroes. I mean, it's he kind of is he's saying a lot about the organization there. Mm-hmm. I was kind of just going to add to that, like. They all feel this pull during this time and like to salvation. And I wonder, they never talk about this. I wonder if it has to do with salvation being a fragmentation, which again, they don't really mention or put a lot of lore into, but I, I almost like this idea that it's like a, a well that draws you in and then you're stuck. And, and they, in the idea that like, oh, if you get, if you get, as we coined when Nate was here last, the time salmonella, and you can't leave. Well, it, um, I feel the like- idea that you're also stuck in a place that even if you wanted to be a time master again, they can't find you. I feel being a hero is also very addicting. So once you're kind of like get that feeling you don't want to lose that feeling so you're going to keep on doing it kind of thing so he's like i was a hero so let me do this again because i really like this feeling yeah exactly because when they start out rip told them no one's gonna remember you you're all losers basically even though in their own i'm not wrong in their own time they were i mean they were basically c-list heroes let's be honest here c-b-list heroes um the only i mean if we th- i mean if we think because the technical because we really think about it this this was happening we'll see the flash was still a new concept at this point it was in its it was it was the baby it was in season two 
Um, I mean, Arrow had been established for a while, but it was in the toilet. And Supergirl didn't have any foot in this at all. But after being told you're losers and now having the opportunity to be the hero, yes, it is addicting. It gets them back into what they were doing. It makes them feel good. Yeah, so Rip is basically just abusing his employees and telling them how they're not going to be remembered and not going to be valued. And then he uh, sort of has his shocked Pikachu moment about them wanting to do things and be in a place where they can make a difference and do good and help people as opposed to go around with him, a man who I still have yet to hear him say anything positive about his teammates. No, he really hasn't. It's also like in this scene, and I, I know, I'm sorry to bring it back to Time Hex. This is, this is who no, I am. No, don't apologize. Never. Um, this is my Captain Canary moment. Oh my god. But in this scene when Rip is saying all of these things, Jonah Hex is there like, I think you should let Ray shoot for me. He says, yes, thank you for encouraging this. They're having their little snippy married conversation. And that's when Rip says, leaving Calvert was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. And that's when uh, Len says, and why is that? I know that you know that I know that you're exes and you the way Rip says, like, I just found this era enticing and difficult to leave. And that's what, when Jonah, and then Jonah says, essentially, there's something I've been thinking about all these years since he left. Me, goes unsaid, but me. Uh, did you know what was going to happen? Oh God! And when he says yes, and then Jonah, 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 he had it out. That is so good. I don't think it was that he asked, like that. If he would, I think he asked, like, would you have left if you knew it was going to happen? And then mm-hmm. he said that he already did. And then he got punched in the throat by his ex. I thought he knew that it was yeah. going to happen. Rip getting punched by people is when he looks his best. We established this. It's my favorite genre. It's also interesting because for Rip, this is someone, if you want to get really morbid, someone who lived and died before he was before he was ever before he was ever before in for at least where he is placed in time. This is someone who has lived and died. Even though we know where we kind of figure out later in the next episode where Rip came from. Um it's a, it's a kind of strange thing about it. you have like this historical romance, which kind of comes up in the next season too. But I mean, it's kind of like if you go back in time and you fall in love with, Ros- with Rosalind Franklin. Oh, I was going to say, it doesn't also help that Rip, again, named his now dead son after him. How? As his memory. <laughs> of- How did he sell that to his wife, naming his son after his bitter ex? I- I'm telling you, he told her what happened, and she was all for it. She's like, you know what? I go you. I feel like Miranda was very supportive. I think he probably found a very different Jonah to tell his- about his wife about. He was my coworker. Like, wait, he yeah. was my roommate. Miranda, naming- Miranda supports by rights. I'm just saying, she does. Ally. 
Miranda's an outlaw. That we know of. We don't know. We unfortunately do not know her orientation. Once again, Miranda doesn't get a plot line outside of being dead wife. Anyway, um, so they're all mad at Rip and oh, well, real quick, that's just when Kendra and Sarah have their scene and we have Sarah planting the seeds of being a good captain of Sure, older you said that you'll die alone and never find happiness with anyone except Carter, but you haven't met Ray Palmer. <laughs> yeah, that Kendra never, and that part of you never knew Ray and didn't love Ray. And I do love her saying that to Kendra, honestly. Yeah, you do see her, her the beginnings of her becoming Captain Lance. Although, in a part when um, Kendra is expressing doubt over Ray, it's it. Because, like, he comes up to her later and she doesn't really share the whole story. That's the thing they do. They keep things from each other. And, um, but, yeah, it's also hard. It's really, I I feel bad. It's really hard to make a case for Ray when your past self, who has been through who knows how many romances, is saying it never works out. That's like a, it's a very debilitating thing. I mean, even stuff that happens in the past, like that can be crippling in the future. And honestly, when somebody's telling you over and over again, yourself telling you over and over again, you will never love another man as much as you love Carter. You can, you, this will not end up good. And that's probably constantly in her brain, too. I mean, she wants to be happy, but she always has in the back of her head, this is not going to end up well in the end. And then we move to um, the big the shootout. Event. Rip has decided he's going to be the one to shoot the gun. What is it? He's the shooter. What is it? I don't know what this is called. His revolver. Uh, his revolver. Oh, you mean like when he's standing? He's like proxy yeah. beret. Is that it? Oh, and he's yeah, and he's standing there in his cowboy pose. Oh, we didn't he's even mention a- at the beginning of the episode. Uh, Stein is like, yeah, hey, um, Captain, aren't you going to join us? So, like from your code, it looks like you're into the old west. And Rip says, I need to stay here. <laughs> I love that he flicks his coat back and it flies. Oh, yes! open. I love that scene where it just flies back and he gets his gun and he goes, I'm shooting for a, but that's when he mentions, why isn't Rip and why isn't Ray doing it? And Rip is doing it instead. I'm going to say that um, Rip, it, with, with Rip's normal outfit, I mean, he's very, it's very much like one of your, it's a very much closeted cosplay in a way. He, he it's, has a I mean, it, revolver. It's, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like me <laughs> had a certain bandana I have. Because to my, Nate, um, Nate, you mentioned the guy. I love, um, the little moment where Jack is like, "Are you think you can pull this off?" And um, Jonah says, "Well, if he doesn't, I got dibs on that." Oh, <laughs> and then when they get into that fight, he goes, "You can't keep that gun." I jazz. Oh, he just goes and he like leans up against his shoulder, and it's like passes him the gun. Like, here you go. Bye. What also got me too is that um, so they're all, they're all facing off. They got a casket ready for, and everything. So someone, and, and then, and so it's this long, drawn out moment, the suspense. I forgot 
But there's also a guy there with an old-timey camera. That's what they did! I know, but it looks like it's the modern, it's the modern equivalent would be seeing a fight and pulling out your phone to record it. I mean... (laughs) People are the same. I mean, I I mean, I wish I caught a video of the raccoon I saw ass up in a trash can earlier. Did you fight it? <laughs> no, no, I just want I know I watched this raccoon climb a trash can, stick its head in, pull out a pizza box, take out a slice, and run into the book bu- and run and sit against the tree and eat its pizza. Was that raccoon named John for some reason? <laughs> Actually, Kristen and Hunter. That raccoon's the most valid person that we've talked about today. <laughs> You're not wrong. Anyway, yeah, we're like, oh, wow, team, we saved the day. We shot the bad guy. And then in roll in three dudes in lacrosse armor. <laughs> Is it three or four? I can't remember. It's three. It's three. And oh, yeah. they were wearing like... hockey pads. And, and the <laughs> funniest thing is, do we still Vancouver. have to do the Old West stuff? And he's like, nah, just do whatever you want now. <laughs> like, yeah. Go ahead. Storm ha- happens in front of um, Jonah, and he just makes a sigh of a cross over his chest when he sees that. <laughs> that sent me. That's okay. Also, um, it was just absolute chaos, and I, this is the part I never really forgot. Ray threw Ray flew right through a man. Yeah, that was in my notes because I wanted to address that they just did not address. They did not have him react to that at all later that he he just th- flew through a person they like did. they should have used that for Thanos with Ant-Man. I mean they do well, they do use it again later. I know they do, but they should have used that for Ant- Thanos. I don't know why they didn't think of it, but yeah, he just literally killed somebody and they're like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all like I oh. flew through a man. Oh god, like I'm coming in this Ray around. Palmer, uh, Ray Palmer, like I'm wearing my white hat, being a good cowboy, <laughs> flies through a man. He, I mean, you expect the good two shoes. To do all what makes the people are white guys in 1985. <laughs> you know what, though, you expect Mick to do what Mick is doing, literally, like oh, Mick that's is so high, but like for Ray to do it, you're like, what? Mick getting called a. Tr- Right. Nick just getting called a traitor in the middle of it. He's like, ah, no, no, no. I'm not on your side. Your side. I'm, I'm on, on my side. side. And I'm like, you know what? Nick, you're valid in that co- in that line because, yes, you should be. But Mick's about, like, he's full on stabs this man in the chest. He's like, you're too late. The Time Masters have initiated the Omega Protocols. <laughs> and we're like, the what protocol now? He's like, but we did forget that one stupid thing of Martin does go to help that boy. Yeah. Oh yeah, kids cured of TB. Good for him. Oh, yeah. Yay. Yay. But, Yay. but yeah, so once they've killed all the hunters, um, they're kind of left to pick up. And everyone's and around the town is basically picking up their mess. And this is where Leonard actually no. Um, Jonah's kind of heading out of town, and um, I hope we I see you. This again. is this is this is where Rip says, 
perhaps we'll see each other again, my friend. And they never did. I wish I could quit. It, it was a very, it was kind of a very River Song moment for me. It's very, because then, yeah, he says that. And then Jonah says, I reckon that'd be okay. Okay. But, but yeah, my favorite scene is after this. And um, he's like, do you and make uh, letters literally like, do you have one of those thingy majiggies that make everybody forget what happened? Nerd! He goes, no, we don't have that, which they do later on. I mean, why? It gets developed later, yeah. But he, um, he's like, plausible deniability. Took notes. Rip's too Rip busy watching. Notes. Rip's too busy watching his man literally ride off into the sunset. <laughs> and saying, I wish I quit you, Jonas. This, this, is, this is the Dinjar and Cobb band. Yeah, we're going with no, this is two. literally <laughs> Brokeback Mountain. I'm sorry. Okay, wait. Can I mention, like, it's my one last time hex line, but, like, when Rip says, like, oh, you're riding out of town, and Jonah says, well, yeah, I am. I'm not one to stick around, and Rip says, yeah, that's kind of similar for both of us, and Jonah says, well, the good thing for you is me and my world, we're not going anywhere. <gasps> we forgot that one other Rip line. Yeah. He goes, I, I ran I ran These to the people when getting to into the Wild West. I ran to the people I loved, I like I cared about, and I ran to it again with the legends. Uh this is so good. It is well, this is when we find out that like the child oh, Martin saves this is thing. Wells. Oh, I hate wrote the this time has, machine. This has absolutely as far as I'm concerned, this has absolutely no logic to it whatsoever. I think they were saying, and I, and I, which I, which is stupid to apply logic in the first place because we're this is a show where our, that as inside the universe where we have a living immortal, we, several living immortals. Um, we have men who shoot arrows. We have people on super steroids. We have metahumans, and somehow. This is what trips me up is that you're having H.G. Wells in a, in the Old West. And he's not even H.G. Wells until like Martin Stafford goes, oh, yeah. H.G. Wells. And he goes, I ironically, and of course, of course they have to bring in the author, the author of a time machine as a child who Martin saved. But he also wrote other sci-fi and it, it makes oh, yeah. me wonder because he got this man. burning man and everything like that. It's That's the reason they made it H.G. Wells kind of thing. He was probably just watching from his window in the saloon going, wow, look, mom, it's a man on fire. <laughs> Honey, I told you not to stand next to the window. Get away from the just window. Get away from the window. Look, mom, look, mom, that there's something flew right through that man's chest. <laughs> and she's probably like, honey, you don't want to end up Close with again. You don't want to end up after you've been, like, literally, because Martin tells her to burn all the stuff he used. So she's probably like, son, do not get TV again. You will not be saved. We burnt everything. But um, also what got me is what Kendra, when they get back to the ship, Kendra said, Kendra and Ray, again, they're holding back their stuff. But Kendra says, I met a woman and I learned something. 
And that line just sends me. I know what she means. <laughs> 100 percent but the same like, like we can just imagine it was about sarah i'm like we were probably okay with this. like me writing a fan fiction when i get to the end and i'm like that's enough oh <laughs> uh, that's a uh, yeah that's the difference between you and me i always see okay how can i hurt someone one last time so but, so we're back on meanwhile back on the wave rider we're all hanging out when mick says all right they are sending the pilgrim after us time masters have initiated omega protocol order 66 <laughs> i'm omega <laughs> omega omega no, but i'm saying it's like order 66 my name's omega <laughs> i will say i do the pilgrim is i think one of the only decent names that they've come up with for these things because Kronos and Omega Protocol are the most generic, time-related, and fancy, menacing Greek-sounding words available. I can't take Omega. I can't take the Omega pro- Protocol seriously. <laughs> well, also, he's the Omega mix. <laughs> and they're like, I love that Rip does explain what she. Well, we can candle her, and they're well, like, I'm not scared at all. Because Rip says they've sent the pilgrim, and Len goes, "Ooh, oh, scary!" Yeah. And then he's like, "You should be scared because she's not going after you; she's going after younger yous." And they end the episode with a house on fire. It's did they say the date on that it was like Central City, nineteen ninety? Yeah. Thank you. They have the date, and from and let's be honest, it's a house on fire. There's a kid watching. We know who this child is. And the pilgrim is right behind them. Like a lioness stalking her prey. Okay, and she fine. raises if her, like, her. If it's 1990, are they making Mick younger than he's supposed to be? Well, I mean, he's a teenager. I, yeah, I mean, he's, he looks like he's like at least 16. He no. looks like he's like eight, eight, six, yeah. 18, 18. Well, he, got I a, don't he got a reverse face left. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Let's, um, because when we meet, they go to 85 for baby snart, right? I think not baby snart, but like the little one that Len runs into. Yeah, I think so. He's and he's like seven. I wait, that would make him. I I don't know. I'm too tired to think. Well, Len, he's Mick is already in juvie when Len gets there. Yeah, like they have established these older but yeah this is a great ending and like good setup for next week yeah 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 very terminator Mm -hmm. (laughs) however will the legends fight her someone whose whole career is about fighting children yeah i was gonna say that's a a theme going actually you know this is kind of a theme that really goes throughout kind of these last episodes like (laughs) how do we stand on this child what do we do about this child because we see it in the in the, the last episode, this episode, in episode twelve, and we're gonna see it in episode thirteen too. Technically, when this is technically we right. see it in season seven yeah. when we find out certain somebody's pregnant. It's like, what do we do about oh, this? Right. Yeah, and what? then we get, but yeah, Mary's gonna have a magnum opus in episode thirteen. What would you do if there was a child right in front of you? <laughs> 
<laughs> but I, I, they're I'm, saying I that she's just... the ultimate assassin, but they say specifically she's hunting kids. Like, I'm, I'm not saying I advocate child murder, but like, it's probably easier to dropkick a seven-year-old than to go after someone in their 20s. They literally went yeah. after baby. That, 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 just had who has had, that just had who hasn't had gay thoughts energy. The baby's not going to fight back, people. The baby's not going to fight back. Okay, yeah, but could you... She spent her her whole work career, I guess, killing children, and now I guess there's the possibility that she's going to have to, uh, in her job, fight adults with muscles and guns. And I don't know how well that's going to end for her. I, I assume poorly because she's not the protagonist. Well, I assume one, but you know, can't stop, won't stop. But uh, <laughs> final thoughts on the episode? I love this episode. Oh, this episode when I rewatch it, I just feel. Like, there are things I can pick apart about it, and I do, but there's just something so comforting about this. It's like getting french fries from McDonald's. Like, sometimes they come out and they're perfect. Sometimes they're um, not the best, but there's just something comforting about just getting some on your drive home. That's how I feel about this episode. This is one of my favorite episodes. It gives us time hacks. It gives us Lynn in a, a nice uh, cowboy outfit with a shiner. Yeah. This is a good thirst episode, for real. Yeah, I, I'm in agreement. It's a, it's a fantastic episode. Um, it's it's kind of a bottle episode, really. I mean, we, I mean, aside from like the hunters, but the hunters were weak. I'm sorry. They, I feel the hunters were high. We had, listen, there were like three, this is like Nick three times, and they handled it in one episode, whereas in the beginning of the season, they couldn't, but then I guess that's something else you could say regarding coming together as a team, blah, blah, blah. I, yeah. But also, it's it's a, it's a it was kind of fun just dealing with the morality of, you know you have to leave, even though this is going to happen, which we deal with in season two a little bit. Um, the costumes are great. I do have some gender envy going on a little bit with some of the, with some of them, um, but yeah, absolutely solid, fantastic episode. On a side note, I do find it was interesting in the last episode. Mick does say these are the worst of the worst guys, and it literally took him nothing to beat any to beat all of them. Whoops! Whoops! <laughs> I think this just speaks more to the quality of the people they're normally hunting than them. What Cronus was, I guess, their most feared assassin or second most of the pilgrim around, and he failed to kill anyone for seven episodes. So these are the knockoff versions of him. All right, so now we've had our final thoughts. We're going to go into just a little segment of fun, fun for the three of us, and hopefully for Nate. What do you have in mind? So today we're just going <laughs> to give you some legends facts and ask you some legends questions and see how you can answer these now nate for those who may not have tuned into the esteemed lazarus piss episode um how much do you know about legends of tomorrow very little i've watched the the two episodes required to be on this show namely the episode for each episode i was on and that's about it. I watched the first season way back when it first aired and remembered so little about it. I thought the Pilgrim came in at season two. That would have been such a good plot. 
So yes. very, I know very little about this series. This is going to be a lot of fun. So we're just going to ask you some questions. They may be true. Or this sounds like a Senate hearing, but it's not. Um, <laughs> it's just for fun. Well, the description when you started this out sounded like it was the proposition for a threesome. So I don't, I don't know where this is going. <laughs> oh, sweet God. Um, so we're going to do some true or false, some just like straight up questions and see if you can answer it. Let, let, let's start with an easy one. Um, which Flash character outside of like Snart and Mick uh, was a recurring guest star in season three? Was it um, Wells, uh, Wally, or Lisa Snart? Um, this would be easier if I remembered who any of those characters were. Uh, Lisa Snart? <laughs> uh, I'm very sorry, that is incorrect. Um, Wally West kind of briefly joined the Legends in season three. I, how did I not know that? That feels... That feels okay. the sort of thing I would have at least osmosis. Well, you don't know because you're in our legend. Okay, here's a question. How many characters has John Constantine kissed on Legends of Tomorrow? Can you name any? I'm going to guess zero because this man has not a drop of natural charisma. He has nothing but bitter exes. I refuse to believe anyone is in a relationship with him in the present day. But you would be wrong. You can kiss an ex, though, can't he you? He kissed when, when Sarah, he kissed Gary, and he kissed Zari 2.0. And he kissed Gary twice, so there you go. And Desmond. And, and then that one lady in the 1920s that he, he banged so they could get information. That is true. He has kissed a lot of people. <laughs> Oh, and he, just flirted. A- he flirted with Lee. I was about to say, do you, were you confusing Constantine with Rip? I absolutely was. <laughs> that's, Liz, I, you, that's, that's understandable. That's it fair. took me until literally you saying that right now for me to remember that <laughs> Constantine and Rip Hunter are two separate angry trench-coated British men. Well, this is why Gary had a crush on the I'm sorry. Was I at least correct that Rip doesn't kiss anyone? Mm. Uh, that, that's actually incorrect, but we'll get to that. I, oh, yeah. That feels mm. like a lie to me. <laughs> All right, Kate, go ahead. Pick one. Okay, I guess it's my turn. So, in the season five finale, we have a very iconic song playing. Which was it? Thong song, All Star, or Bring Me to Life? Thong song. Yay! That is correct. That one Cisco. I think I did hear about. <laughs> I, I might have said that too because it was actually Cisco, the guy who sings the song. They got him. He, apparently, Ooh. he wanted to be on, which is awesome. He wanted to be. That's a cool. Get here are a couple of random true or false questions that for you these are either real things that have happened on legends or they're false in season two Albert thawne and ray palmer end up trapped on the moon together hmm. i 
am going to say false because I feel like Thawne would probably just murder him. Sadly, that is incorrect. <laughs> but he was correct about Thawne wanting to murder him. Yeah, he still wanted to kill him, but they, they were on the moon together. <laughs> like in a in a space station? <laughs> in yeah. a lunar lander? <laughs> yes. I really thought it would take longer than two seasons for them to get into like the wild sci-fi stuff. I guess. Okay. Uh, Gary once cared for Elizabeth Battery's rabbit. It required fresh crushed, crushed carrots and constant baths in human blood. I'm going to say it's true because that seems like the sort of bullying that Gary would have to go through. Uh, that That is incorrect. <laughs> That's bullshit. <laughs> yes, that would be the kind of bullying he went through. However, he did adopt a dog that he found wandering in hell, but it was the hellhound that tempted um, Son of Sam. Yeah. Son of Sam into murdering <laughs> people in their car. <laughs> that is so much wilder than the thing you just told me about the rabbit. <laughs> I, la- later, Gary does have a rabbit, but we don't know where it came from or where it ha- is now. No. Hmm. I mean, it could have been Elizabeth Bathory's rabbit. We don't know. We don't know. All right, I guess it's my turn. So, there exists the ball kick paradox. You can't kick your own father in the balls or you break time. I'm going to say true because that feels like some later season Legends energy. That's correct. Yay. That was John taking... That is also... That's that John Constantine finds this out the hard way multiple times. (laughs) Yeah. You've meant what happens by the hard way if you try and kick your father in the balls? Do you get kicked in the balls? No, you just like go. Th- <laughs> you you kick him. On the floor. Yeah. You kind of just like phase through him and fall over. Ah. And then that ended with his mom telling him, "Wow, I never want to see you again." And John says, "Don't worry, you won't," because <laughs> he she dies giving birth to John. Yeah, um, she and oh. she and his, she dies. His twin brother dies too. Well, John ate his twin brother in the room in the womb. What? Wait, I thought yeah, wait, he, wait. Did. I thought he wait. absorbed him. Wait. No, yeah. no, 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 no. There were no, no. I have the comic. There were two of them. And there's one. Yeah, oh, I, like, I thought he, I ta- he talks with the one that survived, who's also ends up being named John, I think, and he has a very similar life. But it's... listen, I'll send you the comic sometime. Okay, I- I'm not going to say you're incorrect. I just thought it was the absorption. That might be in the TV show. It might be different. They had twins and both of them were named John. Did her, the mother plagiarize her own child? It's it's a different reality. It's 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 I mean they have listen, you have a boy that lives, you name him John. Uh, you know, that's the classic John Potter. Everyone knows that. All right. In uh, it's later revealed in season six that Rip Hunter hired Bishop. I don't know if you know who Bishop is. No, I'm just imagining like a Catholic church dude. I look up a picture of Bishop right now so you can have his image in your brain. Oh, Bishop Legends yeah. of Tomorrow. Yeah, he's... <sighs> oh, you know, he needs to know who Bishop is. I mean, seriously. All right. That's yes, what he looks like. clone dude. Clone dude. So he hired, Rip hired Bishop uh, in order to build the Avas for the Time Bureau. 
but Bishop ended up stealing some of Rip's time travel technology after they had kind of a weird one night stand. I'm going to say this is false because the CW are too big cowards to canonically say that he had a one night stand with Bishop. You're not. You're wrong. absolutely goddamn yep. right. <laughs> but there is the ship of Rishup. Just saying, there is good stuff. Good stuff. I mean, I'm sure there is. <clears throat> In the episode, we're trapped on TV. Mr. Parker ends up being the bad guy, keeping them all trapped in their respective TV shows. They eventually break through the glass by using his painting easel. Hmm. Like the glass of the TV to kind of crawl through in a Samara type fashion. Going to say true. No, it's false. No. Uh, is this they were all put there by No, sadly. That was Charlie putting them all um they were all about to die by zombies and then Charlie agreed to go with her evil sisters to go and rewrite reality but then she put all the legends on TV shows that would make them happy and Mr. Parker was there and then they all sang a song about having sad feelings. Sad feelings. This is so so much of a wilder truth. I thought it was just going to be like a little a little like persnickety detail of like it wasn't his easel it was like a a, a baseball bat or something. <laughs> And instead, it's something about evil no. sisters of, I don't know, is that it? But there was also, um, I, when we had that interview, I kind of had the thought of like, what if Mr. Parker remembers Loom World and was like, my life was so much better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should have asked him that. Damn it. <laughs> All right. You're up, Kate. True or false? George Washington erected a monument of Nick after they got captured together during the American Revolution. True or false? True. This has Janetown from Firefly energy. It does. Oh my god, I oh forgot about your, yes, yes, it is yeah. true. But yeah, I forgot. That's what it made me think of at the time. And yeah, um, that was, it was actually, they had a really great bromance. That was also subtext with the yeah. That was also like <laughs> what, what is what listen if you if listen if you don't have relations with the oh god that's kind of dirty um if you don't if you want to if you and someone from the past don't have a moment are you truly a legend? No, no. I can make a list and I will make a list. You should make a list. Should. The wave rider is just a time traveling singles bar. Yeah, I mean, oh you're my not god, it is. <laughs> All right. I'm flagging um, it down. I have a very simple one. Gideon and Rip made out. This is also before Gideon has a human body. Uh, I will go with false because I on a similar basis to Bishop, I don't think they'd let two people kiss unless one of them is very visibly an attractive man and the other one is visibly an attractive woman. She is an attractive woman. Holy she, shit. Ha- she doesn't have because a body. Because you're she's incorrect. They right make now. out. 
No, yeah, but they made up. Have true. you not seen any? I mean, seriously. I've seen two episodes. What do you want from me? He hasn't seen AB. To me right now, Gideon is just a disembodied voice. I don't even know how kissing would work. Listen, you can be be attracted to people's voices. Exactly. But attracted, yes. Making out, is he kissing a USB port? What is going on? (laughs) This is when he was on... What's the context for it again? He's um, unconscious. Yep, they're they're having it's he's it's in his brain. They're like trapped in his like he's his like he's like stuck inside his brain because um his <laughs> because of reasons because of it's reasons. Ba- it, listen, it's ba- it's ba- it's basically like it's ba- it's no wait um it's like there's there's like the, it's like a Doctor Jekyll Mister Hyde situation a little bit. Rip is the Rip is the Hyde. There's no way he can be the Jekyll. You know what? Actually, that does make sense. Okay. Zari 2.0's ex-boyfriend is DJ S'mores, a guy with a plush s'mores for a face. True. This sounds wild enough. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, he sucked. He cheated on her. Yes, so you're gonna cheat on Zari Tarazi. And Nate punched him out, which he deserved. Nate has seen the um what's the episode where they're on the show? X singing competition. He has seen that because he did text me, Knox, what happened to Knox? We just got him back. I don't remember much of that episode, but I remember that alien deserved better. Justice for Knox, people. Justice for Knox. Justice for Knox. All right, Kate, um, you do yours, and then we'll do one more round, and that, well, actually, Kate, just do yours, and then we'll wrap up, because we've been recording a while. Yeah. All right. So, true or false? Rip was once trapped in a pocket dimension where he made endless wedding cakes as his eternal penance. Yes. True. Yay! It's true. Like one of my favorite things. <laughs> this Gideon comes- and I have discovered a new ingredient. Rum. <laughs> this comes back to my continuing disbelief that he can in any way engage with romance in any form. And what having the- to take part in preparations for someone else's wedding ceremony feels like the eternal punishment for someone who, who is an eternal bachelor. Or I guess widower. the guy who throws stones at couples. Literally. Let's just say this. Rip, uh, uh, Rip had a thing with Gideon and Gideon had a better time with the alien with three nipples. <laughs> I'm saying boot. Rip sits on park benches and boos at couples. <laughs> Rip, I, does Facebook have a dislike function anymore? <laughs> Rip installs an extension on his Google Chrome browser so he can dislike the photos of uh, married couples. He does. He, wait, when Gideon and Gary announced their engagement, he presses it. <laughs> It, no, he does a, he does, it's a YouTube video. <laughs> it's just he him gets, crying. It's him crying. He gets a wedding invitation, Thank and then we God. cut to him crying and writing a letter about how marriage is a sham and love is dead before sending that back in the envelope. I love it. <laughs> Canon. I am here for the chaos. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love that Rip is now your personal nemesis. <laughs> I he's he just grates on me. So I've worked I've worked retail with shitty managers far too much mm. to be able to bear the energy he brings to the table. I, I get that. He's your manager that tells you all his relationship problems. <laughs> oh my god, he is. And now it's time for wrap up timeline check real quick woo woo timeline check so we are in 1871 salvation in the dakota territory six years after the civil war and then at the end of the episode we get a little teaser we're going to central city 1990 where there is teen mick who knows where else we'll go next episode find out but it's now time for our favorite segment let's rank this episode all right kate you're up to rate it first this week okay um so i think i'm actually gonna place this episode so actually if i had to consider a top five right now because i i should be writing this order down i'm gonna do a better job and get the season two but if i had to i had to say my current top five are probably um failsafe maroons this one pilot part one yeah white nights is number two yeah that but this is like in my top five this is a great episode it's if this this place has got everything it's whimsical (laughs) but for real no for real though um, yeah, it's just, it's really fun. It's kind of nice to see the legend. It's kind of nice the legends kick back. It's a little bottle up, so they get to have fun, even though they still need to save the world and they get back on the train at the end of the episode, but it's, it's great. Okay. I need to keep track as well because I don't at all. Sorry, people. I will also do a better job of this, but I know my number one was White Knights, and I know my second one was Failsafe. That's about it, but this is my third favorite, actually, episode. I love this episode because, again, it gave us time hacks. It gave us sexy Leonard Snart. I mean, this had everything. It had the uh, Sarah Kendra vibes that were excellent. This this is a good episode. And I'm going to come in. I have been writing my episodes down, but I didn't okay. not to be not to not to be a bitch. I'm so sorry. Flex on but it. me and Kate fail. <laughs> so sorry. You you, you um, just had to flex that. Uh, but I don't need a list because this is my favorite episode. It's my number one. I don't know. I don't think this is the best episode of season one. And that's a debate we'll have at the end of the season. Like, what is the singular best episode? But there's just something about this episode that nails the legend's tone. This is when everyone likes each other a little bit more. And they feel kind of more like a more a closer friend group. They're not quite a family yet, but this is, you can tell they care for each other. Yep. It's like when you stay up till 4 a.m. with a bunch of people, and after that, you know, you just have a different relationship with them afterwards in a good way. It's just a breakfast Usually. club. It's the breakfast club. <laughs> I have it, two definitions just... for that the movie, the breakfast. 
<laughs> people like me sorry <laughs> um, i i just find this episode really comforting and it's it's just good it just feel it's got good vibes the stakes aren't crazy it's just you know fun we cowboys get a whole just... lot of good subtext mm. <laughs> so good so oh also one last fun fact so little hg wells in this was also Toby in Wet Hot American Bummer, which is a later episode. Oh, I, oh, I did not know Toby that. Is. Uh, is uh, what, I think he might be one of the he might be one of those kids that John hypnotizes. Oh, I don't really bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. John Constantine as a camp counselor, delightful. He 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 gave his life to save those kids, and he did. What? Where's the hypnotism come in? Oh, they were looking for the big lake monster, and like one of the kids saw something by the lake, so he decided to hypnotize all of them to tell him. Uh, <laughs> it's all true, by the way, and not Don Constantine and mm-hmm. children is always an interesting dynamic. It, it feels like one of the one of the check boxes you should have to do before becoming camp counselors. I will not place children under my mental dominion. Well, John's also drinking out of a flask the whole time. Yeah. Cheers, lads. Yeah, that sounds like the little I know about John. Uh, I want to send you my co- I want to send you my Hellblazer comics now. All right, Nate. I know you've only been here for the two episodes, but what are your final thoughts on this episode? Um, well, on my ranking, by necessity, it's number one because it was better than the other one. My mm-hmm. two episode long list. Uh, Lazarus Piss. <laughs> it's hard to beat Lazarus Piss as a name, though. <laughs> but when it, I guess on a numerical scale, 8 out of 10. It's a good, solid episode. Uh, honestly, it still has the color palette of sort of the bottom of a muddy boot, but it was better than the other one. It's got some good cowboy fun. Right. Well, that does it for us this week. Thank you once again for tuning into the Legends of Next Week. You can find us on Twitter at Week Legends. You can find us on Instagram at Legends of Next Week. Or you can email us at legendsofnextweek at gmail.com. We'll hopefully, we want to be doing a Q&A in the future. So just send us some questions, some Legends questions that you have through our email, Instagram, Twitter, wherever you want to send them. But until next time, I'm Mary. I'm Eden. I'm Kate. I'm Nate. And we will see you some other week. Having a great day, guys. Peace out.